Bobby. Oh, the first one. <laughs> reset. There. Reset the screen. Reset the screen. <laughs> This I'm never winning went in the room and made sure all of us were muted. He verbally, like, he went through and automatically muted my mic during this. And what he failed to realize is he couldn't even deal with his own mute. Like, this is a okay. horrible start for Bobby. Because I, I manually muted. I kind of forgot I manually muted. Uh, yeah, off to a hot start, folks. Welcome to the weekend spread. <laughs> Expect a lot more of this, uh, the shenanigans this season, folks. This is week zero. Um, I'm pumped, I'm so pumped that I made a Sam Ellinger uh reference right there, but it was thankfully muted, so we, we spared you all that one. And I'm your host, Bobby Howard, co hosting with me as always. We've got Jameson, we got Ty, and Boaten Blake, and we are here to sail the salty gambling seas once again. Uh, and make some picks. We're starting with week zero, a uh, a slate that a lot of people think is full of madness, full of crazy stuff, and we'll get into that. But because this is the season premiere of the weekend spread, uh, maybe there are some people who might not know what this is. What what is the weekend spread? Uh, what's going on here? What are the records? What, what what what's the backstory? And Jameson, let the let the viewers know what what is the weekend spread. What are we what are we about to do here for the next couple of weeks? Usually it is a period on Wednesday nights where Bobby is scared he's going to have to get a punishment for being the worst picks every single year. He somehow had not gotten the punishment last year. Ty was our loser last year. But essentially, we pick 10 games every single week um, throughout the college football season, and we will pick those lines um, against the spread. Uh, we will track our performance throughout the whole year. And at the end of the year, whoever has the worst record has a punishment. So stay tuned as we will talk about what our punishment is this year. Yeah, we'll get into the punishment this year. But Ty, can you uh, remind us of what the punishment was last year? Uh, the punishment last year was a, what's called the 999 challenge. It was baseball centric because that makes sense for a, a football podcast. And what it entailed was a challenge where one would attempt to consume for nine innings of baseball. That's how long the baseball game lasts. They tell me uh, one hot dog and one beer per inning. Um, it's a very difficult challenge. I will say it involves eating a lot of hot dogs. It is, uh, there are some loopholes that one can attempt to exploit in uh, achieving this challenge, but it is a, it's not a fun one that is, for certain this year's punishment will be different though uh are you feeling yes. a little bit better uh clean slate excited to get into next year or this year i am still physically recovering from a, a couple months ago but uh yes yeah i'm feeling better about uh about this next season and our picks we're going to come up with a new picking methodology that hopefully will take us to where we need to be I'm going to go back to the methodology that I used when I won the weekend spread a couple of years ago. I like it. I like that it. was shooting from the hip, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yeah, I, I studied too much. <laughs> I haven't even seen the slate. I know that Navy and Notre Dame is on this because it's the game I'm looking forward to. Could not tell you for the life of me what, what the other games were about to pick up. It's a targeted hip shoot. Uh, Blake, welcome uh, on the pod. If you've been watching the previews, you know him. You, you, you should know Boat and Blake by now. Uh, he is the only non-OU fan here. Bring a little TCU action. And I know you're always excited. Before we before we really kick this thing off, 
how are you feeling? I, I want to know what, what's inside the mind of the captain. Uh, you did not win last year, but you, you, you seem to be pretty, you seem to be pretty eager to go. I imagine. Yeah, I'm definitely not worried about punishment. I never am. I'm never last place. That's the one fact. When Boat and Blake is choosing the picks, we ain't coming in last. And this year, I am more excited than ever. I feel like I'm always towards the middle of the pack. I always get defeated by somebody. But my picking methodology is good. It's just sometimes things don't go my way. Oh, I'm so pumped this year. I am so pumped. I feel like each summer is harder and harder sitting there. No college football action, but week zero's here. I called it in the summer, the edamame of the college football schedule. It's not going to get you full, but it's going to give you something to chew on a little bit till that main course of week one comes up. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. And this year it's like a really bad, like kind of brown, wilty edamame right now. But you know what? I'm excited. I'm going to scarf it down. I'm hungry. I need some games. I need some games. So let's kick, games. This, <laughs> let's kick this thing off and get the weekend spread started. Um, even though this week zero might seem unassuming, it means a lot. The margins, as you can tell, if you're watching on YouTube, were very slim last year. Uh, Jameson won 80 to 64. Uh, Bowden Blake, 75 to 69. I was third with uh, 73 and 71. And Ty was 72 and 72. So... Every game counts. Damn good record. You don't see that much on podcasts. And I'm not I'm not trying to like pump us up like we have some kind of analytics, the reason we came out positive, but overall combining all of our bets together, even with Ty being last place being at five hundred, that is an absolutely stellar betting regimen. Yeah, it's really good. It's really, really and, good. So, and considering yeah. most other podcasts like get to kind of choose their games that they're picking in the sense, like for the most part, we get the national marquee games plus the big 12. Like we're not choosing our games to pick. It's just the picks, the games present themselves and that we have to pick them. So it's yeah. not even like there are locks of the week. Yeah. If there's like a crappy Iowa state, like K- Kansas line, you got to pick it regardless. Pick it. You, you oh, got to do it. it. And it's great. Yeah. You, you just have to deal with it. So we're um, this- arguably one of the more competitive, I think top to bottom when it comes to uh, the gambling picks as a, as a podcast, not maybe not necessarily competitive against professional gamblers, but just who will win, who will lose razor thin margins. If you win, it's a great win. Uh, But if you lose in this tough weekend spread on the Schooner pod, it is arguably a quality loss, (laughs) which is something that we love to talk about. Of course we love a good quality loss on the weekend spread. Um, But yeah, no, it's, it's going to be intense. It's going to be great. I'm excited. Let's get into it. Um, so we're going to start with game one. And keep in mind, folks, this is for entertainment purposes only. Even though we win a lot, this is no, this is this is entertainment. We're not trying to give you professional bets. Obviously, things could go wrong uh, as they tend to do uh, on a week to week basis sometimes. So do not legally <laughs> legally uh, yeah don't don't make bets off off of us. We're not obligated to win you money. So, anyways, let's get onto it. Uh, starting with. A game in Ireland, uh, a semi-tradition at this point. Uh, you have the Notre Dame Fighting Irish, ranked 13th, uh, nine and four last season, uh, seven and six against the spread, versus the Navy Midshipmen, Ties secondary team, uh, who had a disappointing four and eight in t- 2022, uh, but five and seven against the spread. So honestly, probably a successful season for them. The Fighting Irish are favored at 21 points. Uh, and this game could be found at uh, 1.30 Central Time on NBC or Peacock. So um, 
another thing. Let's get ahead head with the order here. Uh, we're starting um, champs first. Whoever is leading in the clubhouse at the time starts first, and then we loop all the way to the end. Uh, it's a snake draft format. So in this situation, we're going to go Jameson, Blake, myself, and then Ty. Um, so Jameson, kick us off here. Who do you like in this matchup? I'm going to go Notre Dame minus 21. Obviously, another rule of, that we we play with this, which really only impacted us maybe like two or three or four times last year. We did not get a, too many pushes. Um, actually, that's probably might be an understatement. But still, um, a push we will still count as a win in our record just for record keeping. It just makes it difficult with ties. Um, I'm going to go minus 21, Notre Dame, and here's why. I think Sam Hartman's addition should be a positive for this team and what their quarterback room was last year. And also, Navy has a new offensive coordinator and it seems like they're slowly not fully going away from some of the triple option we're seeing that you know some of the uh army i think army isn't army doing that as well navy probably isn't going as hard as army is but just the fact that they're moving slightly ever so slightly away from the triple option i think gives more time in this game for notre dame to score points because obviously navy didn't show a lot last season to where i was really impressed so just where I don't think Vegas is really going to catch up with that, we might see like drives ending faster with less time off the clock from Navy where Notre Dame can put up more points. Yeah. Blake? I'm kind of going the opposite way of Jameson and uh, some of his reasoning. I'm going Navy. Um, I like the offensive coordinator higher. Uh, they bring in a guy from Kennesaw State who ran a similar, like they run a triple option, but they incorporate more of the short passes. And I think the most frustrating thing whenever I watch this Navy team year, like year over year, is like when they get into like third down situations where they need to pass, it seems like it's like a Hail Mary, like a low percentage, uh, like a low completion percentage type of pass. And if they get some of those more like lower to mid uh, intermediate routes like in their route tree i like that a little bit more um but even if that the one thing we have to uh, note about this next uh this next college football season the clock is running the clock is running now after first downs the clock does not stop until we're two minutes uh away from each half so it's going to shorten the games a little bit and i think that goes into navy's hands that although they're incorporating a little bit more of the past they could shorten the game 21 points just seems like a lot especially with an over-under of about 50. Like, they can really slow. They can really slow this game down if they want to, if they just want to lean on that run. So I'll have to wait and see with the San Hartman experiment. I think Dave Clawson's such a great coach and schemes so well that I haven't had to see him in a situation where he has to make good one-on-one throws, especially with these Notre Dame receivers that I just think are not very good. So I'm going to go Navy to keep it. Not, like, close-close, but at least keep it within 21 points. Yeah, I've been back on back and forth on this all day um, because I feel like I really I, I like Sam Hartman at Notre Dame. I think that's going to be a really good spot for him. I think Notre Dame will be really good. But at the same time, 21 seems like a lot to lay early. You got the weird Dublin situation and Navy played Notre Dame very, very close last year, despite that horrible record. Uh, I believe they only lost by four uh, in a game at you know at FedEx Field or whatever. Uh, so. You know what? Uh, let's make it interesting. I'm going to go with Navy plus 21. I think this one's a sweat. I don't I don't want to bet it. I'm going to bet it because it's uh, it's something to do, but I don't love it. Um, 
I loved I loved Notre Dame a lot more when they were at 20 and a half. I'll tell you that. I I, I feel and again, it's a hook, so it would count as a win if, if it hit 21. But I just I just feel like Navy keeping it close, making it making it sloppy. That's that that's the midshipman way. And we saw them do it last year. So um let's 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 go with Navy here. Excuse uh, me, I have a question. I have a question. Yes, James. Pick me, pick me. Uh, Bobby, you gave us access to your picks, and I see Notre Dame already in the spreadsheet. Like said, Why are you changing I, it after Blake changed his pick? Or said no, his no, no. Maybe. So, like I said, I went back and forth. I've been going mm. back and forth all day. If you look yeah, at Bobby's you look already at, up to something no. to start the season. First pick already <laughs> up to something. No, no, no. If you go back, if you go back and look at the change history, I had Navy there earlier, and then was like, eh, maybe Notre Dame. Right, it's 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 a tricky one, but I'm I'm gonna go. I'm riding with Navy here. Okay. So I, you love you you love Navy. Navy's your second team. Are you riding with the midshipmen here? Yeah, so here's get everyone back up to speed on Navy. Obviously, towards the end of last season, at the end of last season, Navy parted ways with longtime coach Ken Niamatololo. He had been there for I think 15, 16 years, and he always played well in these big games. You have to remember again, it's Navy. You know, their their ability to punch above their weight is only only so much, but they, they seem to always play well in those big games, like we talked about Notre Dame last year. Now, this isn't a, you know, the opposite of a vote of confidence. I don't know why I can't think of the, I guess, a vote against Navy's new coach, Brian Newberry, or their new offensive coordinator that you guys mentioned a couple times, um, who uh, I think his name's Grant Chestnut. But I, I just don't see this Navy team having what they had in years past to keep games close like they did. I think things are going to change, but when you're talking about change in college football at a service academy, it's not something that you can really do rapidly. You're not talking about a team that can utilize the transfer portal. You're not talking about a team that can utilize a, a lot of the other things that teams are able to do to sort of make changes rapidly. You're pretty much stuck with the roster that you have. Uh, you can... I guess, get rid of people, but there's no real way to replace them. So you're stuck with the roster that you have and your recruiting is, is years and years behind before you ever get someone up to the level that, that you need to get them to. And I just feel like trying to make changes, even if they're needed changes, won't pay off very rapidly, especially if we're talking about first game of the season. And then I think Notre Dame playing in Ireland is a tremendous advantage for them. And I feel like not to, you know, be pro Notre Dame on, on this podcast or any podcast, but I feel like last year Notre Dame was a pretty good nine and 14. Not a lot of people expected a lot out of them. I'm sure Notre Dame fans thought they should have been in the playoffs, but I, I felt that they were a very strong team last year in terms of what I expected from them, especially as they cleaned things up as things went along. I really like the Irish minus 21 in this one. And, uh, well, I'm not going to make predictions about lines moving. I could see this one continuing to grow a little bit, depending on how the odds are. But I'm I'm with Jameson. It, it hurts me to say this. I'm going to be even more pained if my midshipmen actually get uh, an upset or something in this one. But I'm afraid of the punishment. I got to go with the Notre Dame Fighting Irish here. I learned my lesson last year picking just four teams, um, OU specifically, when I knew that they weren't going to cover. And that's what caused me to lose. So. Good pick. Good pick. I, I thought think I was going to be an island boy for a half second there. Um, but I, I feel good to at least have a friend. 
it it would be uh, an interesting position to be, uh, you know, quite literally an island boy with uh, both Ireland and uh, Notre Dame there. Um, (laughs) It would be a very to for a top 15 team and you're an Ireland boy saying that they're going to be minus 21 against a team that was four and eight last year and is, you know, hoping to break the top 100. Yeah, that would be that'd be quite a good island to be on. Um, all right, let's move on to our next game. We've got a, here's the thing: we're diving Yum. deep in the crumbs instantly. We've got the UTEP Miners, who are five and seven last year, um, <laughs> both regular season and against spread, and the, uh, against new 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 coming to uh, FBS, uh, the Jacksonville State Gamecocks. They were nine and two. Last year in FCS uh, in 2022, uh, only one game counted against the spread, and they lost it. Uh, UTEP is favored by one. Uh, you can find this game at 4:30 p.m. Central Time on uh, CBS Sports Network. Uh, this line is kind of flip flopped back and forth, but um, uh, Ty, who do you like in this one? Yeah, so this one's tough. I mean, I, I'm surprised that they're coming to the FBS. I I knew that they were struggling, but I didn't think that, that they were doing that bad. But uh, I guess the Jacksonville Jaguars now, now in the FBS, <laughs> uh, Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne, probably be a difficult challenge for UTEP, but Vegas must know something if UTEP is favored. I don't think Trevor Lawrence can win without the orange pants. So give me the UTEP minors minus one. <laughs> All right. that's I, lo- I love the idea of uh, the Jags getting relegated somehow. <laughs> uh, which makes me question what what would have happened to the Chargers in that situation. But Quit. Um, anyways, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> here's my thing. Jacksonville State hosting this game, first ever FBS game. I'm rolling with the Gamecocks here. I feel good about them. I feel like that little extra bit of energy will carry them through in a game that's basically a toss up. Um, I, I, I just I love them in this position here, especially when you are. I feel like you see this with teams like James Madison who made the jump uh, Appalachian state when they made their jump, when you have a championship culture, when you win a lot of ball games, that mentality carries over to the next level. And I feel like in a game against UTEP, who is not very good as OU fans know. uh, And as we know from watching that uh, week zero game against North Texas, they're not great. Um, I think Jacksonville state has this one at home. I love it. Uh, So give me the game Cox plus one. Yep, I'm on the opposite. Uh, I agree with Bobby in a lot of points. I think the juice of when you come up to the FBS is significant, and that should not be understated. So maybe sprinkle a little on the uh, win total over when it comes to Jacksonville State, just because people don't have their tape. People haven't seen them before. But the one thing I know, I do not support teams that Jacksonville is not a state, okay? Let's let's be real here. <laughs> Jacksonville is not a state. Florida how San Diego is not a state. And some of those other colleges that try to do foolish things like that, they're just one and the same. Red, black, try to claim that states that don't exist. I don't like that. I'm going with my man, which me and Bobby figured out about this uh, mascot. I'm surprised we didn't know because we know about every other random mascot in college football. Paydirt Pete is the name of the Miners mascot. And how can you not back Paydirt Pete? Give me the UTEP Miners, Miner Nation. Let's go pick axes up. We got this. 
Oh Lord. Okay. That, that makes total sense. I was thinking about, I was like, Oh, Blake's totally going to pick the team that's coming up from the FCS. Cause he likes crumbs, but duh, the state reference. Okay. Let's put Bobby on an Island here. Let's pick UTEP minus one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. This is good. This is good to start. Um, and I guess kind of my reasoning is, uh, I think maybe we might be overhyping the move from the FCS and what they did. Um, it's a different ball game. And I think, UTEP having like a Gavin Hardison at quarterback, a guy that's shown some good things last year. I understand it wasn't the best, but at least he's shown some things. Having a veteran quarterback at the beginning of the season in a week zero game in a high pressure environment for a team that just came up to FCS being in their hometown, I think that he will be able to handle it. So give me UTEP minus one. All right. That's hey, look, that's fine. When has supported when has me supporting a chicken-based team ever gone wrong for me? It it, it yeah. never never goes wrong. Jacksonville uh, State beat Florida State like two years ago, right? Yeah, that was so they, that was their big win. Yeah, they have guys on their roster who were in Tallahassee for that win. So that's mm-hmm. that's my thing too, is I feel like I feel like they're not going to be afraid of UTEP. So well, maybe they yeah, need but to be Florida afraid. State, I mean you're talking about a, a washed up ACC program. Like now we're talking about a big 12 opponent. Oh my so. gosh. <laughs> UTEP to the big 12. That's funny. Uh, I did. I did see a couple of UTEP fans at, at times during expansion be like, I'll oh, invite us to the big 12. And that just, <laughs> no, nope. Adam before uh, SMU. I mean, it does. It is an area of Texas that there's no footprint. That's Would be a little bit better travel for the Arizona schools, I suppose. Yeah, I mean, hey, UTEP, the, UTEP was a TV proud market. member of <laughs> – it is. We're still working on our chemistry here. <laughs> UTEP, proud member of the border conference, though, back in the day with uh, the Arizona schools and, like, Texas Tech. So good good on UTEP. Um, so, all right, let's move on to our next one. This one, it's a pretty gross matchup. It's UMass, 1-11 last year, 5-7 and seven against the spread. Uh, going on the road to New Mexico State, a team who has traditionally been horrible, had a great year last year, uh, seven and six last season, uh, eight and five against the spread. Um, the the uh, the Cowboys only favored by six and a half here in New Mexico State. Uh, you can find this game at four thirty p.m. on uh, CBS Sports Network. Um, Blake, oh not Blake, what am I saying? Jameson, who do you like in this one? I faded New Mexico State so much last year and stupid Diego Pavia running all over the damn backfield. The quarterback pissed me off so much. It pissed me off so much. We got to turn over a new stone this year. I'm going to pick New Mexico State. I'm going to respect Diego Pavia because he actually showed me some things that he kind of is a little bit of a slippery little quarterback. That I think UMass, obviously one of the most embarrassing football teams that we have right now. Um, I think he could run all over them. Give him a touchdown easy. Go, Diego, go. Like, that was that was very Bobby of me. That was gross. I'm sorry, listeners. I was proud of you. I was proud of you. <laughs> easiest game on the board, I think. Actually, no, second easiest game on the board. Um it's it's all I New Mexico what State. His easiest is. <laughs> it's all New Mexico State. I know the casuals out there will see these two, uh, two programs and think, oh, they're typically both doormats this must not be much of a game uh yes they are both doormats but new mexico state 2019 since 2019 12 and 27 umass 
three and 37. We are averaging about a win a year when it comes to UMass. <laughs> and against the spread, it's atrocious. Like, and New Mexico State is at least around 50%, a little bit above, whereas you ass, as I like to call them, is hitting about 33% <laughs> against the spread. Like, this team is abysmal enough that the books can't even, like, factor in their models about how sucky they are. Um, Jerry Kill, a legend. T- TCU legend uh, whenever he beat uh, Baylor. And then, yeah, he got the giant arm tat now with the uh, New Mexico State, uh, what, like, cowboy and other things. And that was just a 7-6 and six season. You could tell there's a lot more juice in that program just because they're finally having like somewhat near a winning season. You gotta you gotta ride that momentum. That is some strong momentum that US just does not have. So give me New Mexico State. Yeah, I'm all all the way in on New Mexico State as well. Um, the momentum from last year, what what they did making a bowl shocked me. You know, we used to clown on New Mexico State all the time, and they made a great run. Jerry Kill. I believe he was the guy who ate the dilly bar on the sideline a couple years ago. I could be wrong. Uh, back when he was back when he's uh, coaching at Minnesota. Um, so yeah, no, I'm riding all in on That's New Mexico true. State and the better version of Pistol Pete. So uh, give me, give me the Aggies there, or Cowboys, it was in whatever. The snow too. He was yeah, who's eating the dilly bar in the snow? And How can you not respect a man who does like, that? You can see these little snowflakes in his mustache, but it might be ice cream. I can't tell. <laughs> That's true. You never know. Please look Ty, that up if you're listening to this. Ty, who do you like? Look, I've got some bones to pick with New Mexico State. First off, they call themselves the Aggies, which, yeah, I understand they're, they're an A&M school that has rebranded themselves to be a state school long ago because they thought that would make them seem more like a legitimate university and not like a second tier institution within their state. You know, that's, they're not the real Aggies. Their Aggie branding is so ridiculously similar to Texas A&M that I'm almost certain that their entire branding is just built on buying like, uh, what's it called when like a piece of clothing is like messed up or something like that like blemish, like blemish material that was meant for A&M. And then they just buy it like at the cheap and then they've rebranded it as their branding. They've stolen their mascot. Their mascot is Pistol Pete, like every other rebranded A&M school out there. I just can't like their entire, their whole thing. All they do is they just look at what other people are doing. They come up with a cheap copy and they bring that to market. And that only works when you're competing against people that are so much worse. So as many bones as I have to pick with the academic powerhouse that is New Mexico State, easily the second or third best university within a 50-mile circle um, after UTEP. But I got to go with New Mexico State, unfortunately, even though everything they do is second because they finally found a team on their schedule to play that's third. Not sure I if that, that, that analogy didn't really make sense. I am lost. Part, but. <laughs> I, I did okay, Jameson. I did. I did my classic like talk crap about a team yes. for my entire segment and then pick them. I just want to make it clear. Up. I just want to make it clear that I don't want to, but I've been put in a position where I it's an academic school that I'm shocked even has an FBS football team at this point versus. New Mexico State, who for all their faults at least halfway cares about football, 
even though everything they do is just a cheap knockoff of someone else. You wanted to pick them, but not give them the honor. Their whole them. state is not even like, it's just Mexico ripped off. It's just New Mexico. And like, they don't kind of do Texas? anything. Wait, yeah. Hold on. No, Texas is called Texas. It's not called New Mexico. But it's kind you're of not, ripped off. Take, like, their entire branding is just like, oh, we need branding. Let's just slap new in front of Mexico. Oh, we need branding. Let's just be the Maroon Aggies. Oh, we need branding. Let's just be Pistol Pete. Their entire, like, everything they do, their whole flow, copied. Like, the only thing say, people know about I will Mexico say, is they have that one TV show about, um, I forget what it's about even, but there's that, the bald guy. <laughs> and then the guy that always wears hoodies. <laughs> Oh I will God. say New Mexico State deserves to be the rightful owner of Pistol Pete just because their basketball team recently had an incident with shooting a lot of pistols at a rival basketball team. So uh, I think that's – if you are willing to shoot another uh, rival, I say you get the mascot. I I see All no right, qualms with that, lo- that, with that logic right there, Blake. That makes sense. All right, let's move on to our next Very one. advertiser-friendly <laughs> story, Blake. Let's move on. It happened. It's fact. It, it is fact. <laughs> Blake's out here trying to get us an NRA sponsorship, man. <laughs> Anyways. No more politics, Bobby. I'm done. <laughs> hey, the NRA bag, we could. It would be very nice. It'd be very, very nice. That's all I got to say, Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> now, that would be a way to really properly sell out. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, let's move. Honestly, I'm excited to move on to this next game because this is a game that I've looked forward to the entire off season because I knew we we're going to get get week zero and I knew it's going to be fun. It's the Ohio Bobcats 10 and four last year in 2022, nine, four and one against the spread traveling to San Diego state university, uh, Brady hoax Aztecs seven and six in 2022, uh, five and eight against the spread. Uh, going down at Snapdragon Stadium there in uh, San Diego. Uh, Aztecs favored by two and a half. This one can be found uh, 6 p.m. Central on FS1. Ty, kick us off here. What do you think? Look, I there's one thing that I love in its branding. And there's another thing that I love. And it's when your branding perfectly aligns with your sponsors San Diego State having an SD and then also playing in Snapdragon, also SD for those that went to Oklahoma State, need that spelled out for them. It's just too perfect of an alignment. I, I love that brand deal. We're a very brand friendly podcast. We love sponsors like Snapdragon. <laughs> I love this. I got to go with the San Diego State Aztecs. Blake's going to give you a whole spiel. Opposing counsel is going to give you this whole spiel about whether or not the Aztecs were in San Diego, blah, 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 about how it's not a state, everything else. Here's the facts. Ohio should not be a state, and there cannot be a cat named Bob from Ohio because cats don't use names between themselves. And if they do, and that's yet to be discovered by science, they meow at each other and sometimes purr and other noises. They don't say, Bob, hey, Bob, cat, come over here. Not something that said these are the facts of the case. Reasonable, reasonable, I would say. Um, I'll say this. 
I have trepidation about picking San Diego State because Brady Hoke was not great last year. The offense was very shaky. It wasn't very good. But honestly, for longtime viewers of the and listeners of the Scooter Pod who know who know what's up, I can't not pick San Diego State just out of just out of spite because and I, I, I we need to do like a lore video, like a whole backstory on Blake, San Diego State, Malort, all of it, because what 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 the Aztecs have done to this man in a 12 month span has been uh, remarkable. They've and, done nothing. Uh, They've done nothing. <laughs> Nothing, nothing. Oh, okay. Okay. Nothing. Uh, but look, I'm going to go with San Diego state just, just out of it's week zero. Um, I think at home, they got the edge here, Ohio. I mean, they're, they're all right. They're the, they're the Mac. I think, I think, I think the mountain West overall way better conference. I'm going to trend towards San Diego state here. I'm picking them uh two and a half at home field goal. They got this. And, Blake, we're gonna break Wait, with we're gonna Blake with the order. I got San Diego State minus two and a half. We're gonna Blake with tradition. We're we're gonna break with tradition okay, and gotcha. go Jameson next. I, we need Blake to go last. No, no, this is this is, Blake's got to got to go here. I I'm putting my foot down. Classic Bobby trying to change the rules mid podcast. Yes, yeah, like change anything. We all know he's who's gonna pick. <laughs> yes, exactly. So um, it's not a strategy are... thing. Like, yeah, I don't, Bobby, I don't, I don't want him to be influenced by me. No, yeah, I can't. We gotta, <laughs> yeah, we gotta no. stick with tradition, Bobby. Blake would, Blake would rather doing... cut off his left foot than pick San Diego State. <laughs> we don't know that. We don't know that. We haven't gotten to my pick yet, Bobby. This would okay, be the biggest, Blake, the biggest betrayal, and I don't even know. <laughs> you never know saw Bobby... this coming. <laughs> Bobby led this podcast with some weird disclaimer about how you can't trust our picks. We're not giving financial mm. advice. I'm giving financial advice right now, okay? <laughs> I've never seen a bigger lock in my entire life than not even Ohio plus the two and a half. Give me Ohio money line. Give me give me it all day. I love this pick. Oh my god, when I saw this was on the schedule, I knew people would look at this. Oh, a uh, uh, Mac team coming across the country. There's no way they can do anything. That's some BS. That means you haven't watched some action last year because my man Curtis Rourke, aka the Maple Missile, is coming into San Diego <laughs> City. He's going to take he's he's going to take the five fans at Snapdragon Stadium's hearts out and crush them like the Aztecs did like a thousand years ago. I feel so, so confident about this pick. We talked about in the G5 preview about why San Diego City is taking a huge step back this year. They obviously already did seven and six. Like you're used to this team being that boring, boring, boring nine and three. Never want to watch them because they score about 14 points. Never throw the ball, run it. It's not dynamic like the triple option, just the most boring style of football possible. But look, San Diego City lost a lot on the defensive line. They lost a lot of back, uh, a lot on the linebacking core. Their quarterback this year is a converted safety. I have to remind mm-hmm. people that. Although he can run, this man cannot pass. This man cannot hold on to the ball. This man will be turning the ball over all day long to Ohio. And look, if that wasn't selling you enough, there is a cornerback, corner back on Ohio's squad. 
His name's Tory Cox Jr., but the players call him Scrawny Dog. How are you betting against a guy named Scrawny Dog? He's going to be picking off that converted safety all day long, taking it to the house. This one's going to be over before halftime. And I'm trying to look at the San Diego City, uh, uh, San Diego City schedule right now because I think I want to do a little bet on this. I think I want to do a little Malort bet. Oh, yes, I feel confident. No, I feel confident. Game, if they win, if San Diego City wins, Malort shot. They win their next game, two Malort shots. If they win their third, <laughs> however, they can keep the streak this alive. Idaho State. That, that is how confident I am that they're going to lose this Ohio game. I am not scared whatsoever of the San Diego City team this year. They are absolute trash. So give me Ohio. I'm taking the points, and I'm also taking the money line. You should bet your money on that because that, my friends, is called a walk. So, oh wait, what's the Malort bet again? Yeah, so, so it's it's like the Memphis ticket deal, but with shots <laughs> and they double each time. I am willing to do that because, like, this team is not going on a long win streak at the beginning of the season. Deal. They're not going anywhere. It's ending. It ends. It ends on Saturday night. So like, that's I'm a, confident that's enough. A, that's Let's an unforced error. I'm in on. Okay, so what happens if they? Uh, what happens if Ohio wins? And did, well, is, I it just, nothing. is it just a and zero shot? So it's, I'm not just, risking anything. This is more no, just I'm you just, versus. I, I'm willing to put. I'm willing to put my skin on the line again because that's how confident I am. This is I, you versus destiny. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm. I'm very, okay. very comfortable with that. I, best of luck to you. I do. We have a very important Blake. Blake missed a, a giant fact uh, within his pick, though. the The Aztecs were not ripping people's hearts out a thousand years ago. The Aztec Empire didn't even exist. Till like the mid 1400s. So once again, he's been caught in a just a blatant lie. About Jeez, that's the, one of those like facts. Pablo Picasso like facts that you're like, <laughs> he lived to the 60s. What? <laughs> like, I thought yeah, that guy was like, like 14, 1430 to like the mid 1430 ish to like the mid 1500s. Jesus. Okay. Dang. The the city of the city of Tenochtitlan itself wasn't even established till like the 1300s. Crazy Jesus. fact. Wow. Jesus. Okay. That's that's insane. God, and wow. now I'm sweating. It's 87 degrees in this damn apartment because I have no AC. And I'm all hyped up now. And I'm just sweating through my shirt because there's no air circulation in this damn place. And there might be Malort on the way. So you never I'm, know. No, there's no Malort on the way. I'll keep that bottle sealed. I okay. bought that bottle for the national championship and it is it will remain sealed. Which is such an insane, insane sins. Keep it so yeah, we'll we'll get into this another time. Like, it's like it's like having like a cyanide pill on hand. <laughs> like, you just have, like worst case scenario, I just take this to the dome. <laughs> he's like, I'm not. He's like, you can't talk me into doing it. We're like, we're not going to. He's like, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> All right, uh, Blake or uh, uh, Jameson, who do you got here? I made Blake go first because I hate what I'm doing. I really do. Um, but I really like this Ohio team. I really do. I watched them a good amount last year. And yes, we talk about quarterback coming off ACL surgery, Curtis Rourke. He's about seven months out. Usually I'd be a little tentative about someone coming back from ACL surgery seven months out. I don't think they're really going to be close to full performance until about nine months. And then mentally it'll take longer than that. But quarterbacks have pretty good data coming back from ACL. So I think you should do well. But that's not why I'm picking them. It's what Blake said. I was reading up on San Diego State before this because I wanted to make an informed decision because I wanted to pick San Diego State because I know Blake was going to go off and make some Malort bet, and I knew this was going to happen. I knew I knew it was going to come. Um, 
but I was like, I've got to at least convince myself that I believe San Diego State's going to uh, win this. And whenever I see about how they're losing like, the whole front, like seven, and uh, C.A. Bangura is like the dude. He's a running back for Ohio, and he's going to run all over this San Diego State team. It's not going to be pretty, and I just don't think the Mullert's going to get cracked open. And I hate to be on Blake's side here because it's extremely fun to cheer for the Mullert. But I just can't go away with my brain here. And I'm going to pick Ohio to go plus two and a half. And I agree with Blake on the money line. Well, you still have the Malort bet, which is good. It's a hedge. It's a hedge. You're right. Not on but purpose. Still. You're not hedging mm-hmm. on purpose. It, it just, mm-hmm. it, it helps though. It helps mm-hmm. though. This, that was a decision made by Blake that just helped your decision. But yes. Uh, anyways, let's move on to our next game. We've got the Hawaii Rainbow Warriors uh, three and in last year abysmal Ugh. uh were they really nine and four against the spread is that actually so i i love can't be right. me some teams that have a terrible win loss but are just great against the spread because th- those are the ones that you know are just breaking people's backs when they're like i the number of parlays that this team must have killed last year has got to be tremendous I love seeing how Hawaii plays 13 games. So you only see that from national champions usually. And it's like, oh, Hawaii got that 13th game. Uh, it's just <laughs> oh my God. super odd. And they, they play in a stadium that has 9,000 seats. Yeah, they were 9-4 and four against the spread. Wow. That's actually real. I didn't have like this really weird moment where I went full... Uh, you know, dyslexia or something. Yeah, Hawaii, night and four gets the spread last year. They go to Nashville in a mostly not complete uh, Commodore Stadium to face Vanderbilt, who went five and seven last season, uh, five and seven against the spread as well. Um, and Vandy favored by 17 and a half. Uh, this is at 6.30 p.m. Central on SEC Network. Uh, Jameson, what do you think about this one? Yeah, uh, it's really hard to believe in this a Hawaii team. I understand 9-4 against spread is very um, alluring, but Vanderbilt showed some things in non-con last year versus non-SEC defenses that makes me think that they can continue to pit, put up points and cover spreads like this 17-and-a-half. Um, A.J. Swan, the quarterback, um, as a freshman, looked like he has something. And him coming back you know, a year under his belt, I think that Vanderbilt should put up a lot, a lot of points in this game and should be able to be, we should look at this at halftime being like, oh, it's 28 to three. I feel pretty good. So I'm going to go Vandy. Like, yeah, I thought this uh, spread should have looked more like the Navy uh, Notre Dame one, frankly, Uh, 17 and a half in my mind is a steal for Vanderbilt. Um, We talked about on the G5 podcast and kind of my disdain for Hawaii that Hawaii, like they went, they won three games last year, but they brought in absolutely nobody via the transfer portal because nobody really wants to transfer there and they can't really recruit well. So I don't believe in Timmy Chang as a coach. I don't think they really improved. And yeah, that's kind of it. It's just, I don't think this Hawaii team is that good. Their win total is about three and a half and they're in a G5 league. I don't think they get many wins this year. I just can't. Vanderbilt, if I remember correctly, just absolutely destroyed them on the island last year. Uh, Just an absolute, and they're now in Nashville, and you're traveling all the way across like so many time zones for Hawaii. This is not one of kind of your winnable games that you're trying to get up for. So I think Vandy just smashes them. I think, 
yeah, it's a classic Hawaii off island, and it's going to be, I think, really bad. So give me Vandy. Yeah, no, this is an easy, 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 easy Vanderbilt for me. I know you look at that ATS line. I know it's fun to bet Hawaii, but here's the thing. Vanderbilt is a team that, yeah, they weren't great in the SEC last year, you know, five and seven. It's actually kind of a good year for Vandy. They won a couple up. They had a couple upsets. I believe they beat Florida. They beat Kentucky. This is a team that, while not a good SEC team, is still an SEC team. And that is leaps and bounds better than Hawaii. Uh, completely outclassed them on island last year. Uh, this number keeps shrinking, weirdly enough. So the public keeps betting with the Rainbow Warriors. Uh, public are fools on this one. Uh, give me Vandy minus 17 and a half. I love, love this bet. Look, it's hard to pick against Hawaii at a time like this. Obviously, the state of Hawaii going through some tough times right now. You know that's weighing on the hearts of these of these players in this team, and you know that they want to go and represent the the islands as best as they can. But I just don't it, traveling so far. Like we talked about, you know, this is a team that has been trying to make some changes. You know, hopefully they pay out. I'm sure. The glory days of the Rainbow Warriors being a, a sneaky and fun team to watch that can upset some people um, are not far off in the future. Hopefully, I think that was great for college football when they were a, a really exciting team to watch back in the day. I just don't think it's now. That's not to be, you know, giving Vanderbilt the vote of confidence that maybe we gave them a second ago because uh, we are picking individually here. It doesn't have to be a consensus, but I am going to go with a consensus and take the Commodores in this one. I think. You know, maybe Hawaii's getting some, oh, they're going to show out for the islands or something boost in, in the betting, or maybe people are just, you know, there's some sort of psychological factor of people thinking about Hawaii and then trying to throw money on it or something like that. But I, I've got the Commodores in this one. I think it's a, you know, no wins are easy, but just week zero college football. I don't see Hawaii turning things around. I like the Commodores. Bobby's on mute. Jesus Christ, Bobby. <laughs> Look, when I'm double producing. It, no, I, no excuses. No, no excuses. Well, you try it. Anyways, we have some. <laughs> anyways, we have San Jose State, the uh, Spartans, I believe, going se seven and five uh, last year, eight and four against the spread, traveling to the Coliseum to take on sixth, rank sixth ranked USC. Uh, they went 11 and three last season. Uh, eight and six against the spread Trojans favored by 30 and a half here. Uh, this is um, this game will be played 7 PM central time. I would say you can watch it on PAC 12 network, but let's be honest. Nobody can watch anything on PAC, PAC 12 network because nobody has it. Uh, Ty, I'll, I'll just start on this one. Yeah. Your thoughts. 2021 OU versus San Jose state. I don't know what their mascot is. It, presumably not the Trojans. Um, maybe the Spartans, maybe someone can help me out here with this, the, the golden helmets. Look, I like, I like the Trojans in this one. I think it, it's Lincoln Riley. What he always does is perform somehow really well against these early like, teams and early opponents. Even when he sort of falters later on in the season, it seems like even if it's a slightly bigger brand like San Jose state, He's going to perform pretty well. I think Caleb Williams is going to come out looking sharp. I think this USC team is going to come out thinking that they are going to right the wrongs that they let happen to them last year and that they're going to show the world that they're a legitimate playoff contender. And whether or not that comes to fruition, 
I think they will perform well week zero. I think to some people, this is going to be the biggest game of week zero. If you're just looking at, at the opponents, you know, you have to make the argument that San Jose state is a much bigger brand and opponent than Navy is. And, you know, USC, a top 10 team that is getting playoff talk about it. I'm sure Notre Dame is as well, but this is arguably the game of week zero, even though it's going to be pretty lopsided. Um, I like the Trojans, even with this massive, massive line. Yeah, uh, this this is a tricky one because I would love to bet against USC out of spite. But let's be honest, um, I think I think the Trojans are just uh, clearly a cut above. Um, Alex Grinch defenses aren't great, but with a team like with the same team like San Jose State, who who was, had a pretty solid record, kept a lot of games close but wasn't good against the spread kind of underperformed uh, overall. I just don't think they can really hang with the Trojans. I not, not, I, I hate laying a 30 and a half point spread, especially for USC, but I'm just trying to be a realist here. So I'm, I'm going to go with the Trojans on this one. Bobby's got to take away access to his picks. Cause he's switching this one at the last second too. Yeah, no, I, I <laughs> no, I know I I've been back and forth on it all. Like, yeah, this one. It seems unsportsmanlike to just be looking at his picks, though. And well, I'm yeah, actually. I, 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 like, well, right but now. here's the thing, Bobby. Bobby knows this that I was the person who'd usually fill out the spreadsheet throughout the throughout the thing because he's producing during it. So I usually try to help him with the picks during uh, the thing. He knows better than not to put his picks on the public spreadsheet. We had this problem before. No, I, I have no look. I have no issue with like. It, it's not like a confidential thing. Though. Like it's it, it you can you can look at it yeah sure but I can I can change my mind you know okay all right okay sure Jameson's yeah. upset you're not running the plays he spied on your plays in practice and you're not running them during the game now hey it's really easy to change your mind whenever people pick before you Bobby and you just want to ride with them that's totally cool oh oh wow it was really stepping out of line to pick number six to beat <laughs> San Jose State wow what a ballsy move on my end uh, Blake Uh-oh. your turn. Yeah, I'm not bucking the trend here. I'm just going USC. I I like, honestly, San, uh, San Jose State in uh, Mount West play, but something I haven't mentioned with a lot of these, like, big spread P5 versus G5 schools, we've seen a lot of the G5 schools usually, like, not open up the playbook because there's no reason to open up the playbook versus a team you're probably never going to beat. So they usually try to keep things pretty simple. They try to keep things close to the best so that when it comes time to beatable opponents or conference, they can really open up things. So their opponents don't have tape on them. So I think there's a lot of pressure on Alex Grinch this year to really make something of this defense. He is, I can't believe he is still a defensive coordinator. I am shocked. Like he, I think is Mike Stoops level bad. Like we're getting to that point. Like the whole speed D a D thing doesn't work. It works. If you like are at a, small p5 school or like a big g5 and you know you're not going to recruit those big guys but he's been at two programs now where you can like actually recruit people and he like still does it he just likes to get those little small little linebackers no pass rush whatsoever never a believer but i think the pressure's on in this game to at least show some improvement so i'll take the 30 and a half but it's an ugly one mm-hmm. he, he legitimately I- takes out the iq of football players um, in terms of defense and the way that his 
play calling is, and that is never, never, ever going to be a positive thing for the mental well-being of their IQ for the rest of the season. And there's going to be a lot of mental lapses if you just want them to run around and just play through speed rather than actually trying to find the right fits. Also, I will not tolerate this Mike Stoops slander. He, Mike Stoops has two things that Alex Grinch will never have, a, a head coaching job on his resume and a national championship. So. That is true. That is true. It just it do, it doesn't like like said it doesn't work at big programs the the speed oh. D thing. And I, I also, never forget I, we were thinking Alex Grinch was going to leave us for a head coaching job after his first defensive coordinator season. We weren't bad <laughs> in nineteen, were we? No, we were we were horrible. Oh God, never mind. I remember LSU. We weren't bad in twenty. We, twenty was when we were pretty okay. That's mm-hmm. what. Yeah, I had my years mixed up. Um, anyways, let's move on to the final game of the slate. I'm picking USC too, by the way. Uh, Dorian Singer connects with uh, Caleb <laughs> Williams and Mario. Thank you, Bobby. Go ahead. Move on. I'm sorry. Anyways. <laughs> no, it's okay. I'm just messing yeah. with you. You're good. It's all good. Yeah, you're trying to, trying to shake me off my game here. Out here trying to, trying to bait me into taking San Jose State. You know, I, I see what you're doing. I'm familiar with your game. Uh, all right. Last game. <laughs> Let's be honest. This is probably the worst game on the slate. What do I do? (laughs) Why did I do this one last? And it's definitely. (laughs) Bobby knew which picks would get the most juice and like just put them in the middle. (laughs) This is called called don't bury the lead, folks. We got Florida International, FIU, (laughs) four and eight last year. Five and seven against the spread. Going to Ruston. To take on the Louisiana Tech, I can't remember what they're called. Right Bulldogs, now. Bulldogs, Bulldogs. Yes. Thank you. Um, yeah, they were uh, three and nine last season, six and six against the spread. Bulldogs favored by eleven. This game's definitely not on Pac-12 Network. I screwed the graphic up there. Should, honestly, honestly, it could be. It, <laughs> it could, could be. be. We know. We know. We never know. Like nobody knows what happens on Pac-12 Network. Let's be here. Yeah. Let's be real. If here. a tree falls in the forest, you know that that sort of deal. And besides, honestly, do you do you do you really want to watch this one? No, you don't. Uh, I will. I will. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's 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 uh, let's let's finish this off. Jameson, who do you like in this matchup? FIU. Is the only, I mean, I know Louisiana Tech's last year was very, very disappointing compared to their past. But here's the one thing that's pushing me over the edge to pick Louisiana Tech to cover this minus 11. Oh, gross. Minus 11. Oh, that's okay. Because FIU last year, the one thing that I do know about that program is whenever they play my good friend, Texas State Boko the Bobcat, they got dismantled by Boko. And Boko is not a good team last year. Atrocious. <laughs> dismantled by Boko. 41 to 12. If anyone <laughs> listens to this podcast, they know we talk about Texas State way too much. That team is atrocious. Atrocious. And they beat this FIU team last year that somehow won four games. 41 to 12. I don't even care anymore. Give me Louisiana Tech. Yep, I'm going with Jameson. I really don't know much about these programs. I know FIU later in the year is going to wear those Miami Vice uniforms they came out with, with the 305 on the helmet, pink lettering. I love that. I wish Miami programs would lean into that more and more and more. 
Uh, but yeah, on the road against my guy, Sonny Cumbie down in Louisiana tech, bring them back, bring them back. Cumbie. We're going to get there eventually. So I'm going to go Louisiana tech. It seems like a lot of points, but I'm just going to assume by that, that FIU is really that bad this year. So give yeah. me the Bulldogs. Yeah. I'm rolling with law tech as well. well yeah, of course on. he is. <laughs> no, of course he's changing it. because no, because here's the thing. <laughs> I have fond memories of FIU because I, I picked them when they were wearing the Miami vice uniforms. And I was, so I was thinking of that, but they're not wearing them. So they're probably going to be awful. Okay. Um, I'm rolling with law tech. All right. That's fine. Yeah. I like Louisiana tech. Look, Sonny Cumbie from the Mike Leach coaching tree. I got to ride with that. Cause I've been looking at this FIU head coach and outside of winning the PAC 12 South with Colorado one year, uh, which is rather impressive, actually. I'm not seeing anything else that jumps out to me. Sonny Cumbie, and you're talking about a guy who played college football at uh, TCU, I believe, and then uh, was a coach at Texas Tech. Got to stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> my, see, my initial thought, pro- yeah, I, I agree, because like you got you to gotta go with the, the coaching tree of Leach, you know, especially this year. I feel like it's a kind of a Leachy vibe going on, you know, after – everything that happened last year with his passing kind of, I don't know. I, I feel inspired to go with the leech guys. Um, but I will say thought process wise, I, I just thought the spread was like, I, both of these teams are garbage. So I'm going to pick the team that had 11, like plus 11, but I, I forgot about hey. how I, I forgot that, that the, 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 you know, they're not wearing Miami vices. So therefore they're going to be horrid. Uh, La, Te- uh, La Tech actually has a decent quarterback. I looked up who it is. It's Hank Bachmeyer from Boise State last year. So I would say that's the Boise State guy. Yeah, what he's played hell? some games. Although he got benched, like he's played some games at a better G five conference. So Jeez. he's got some juice. Wow how did he how did he end up there? That's I think it's probably if I had to guess. I think he probably followed his offensive coordinator because he was really pissy whenever they fired him after they lost to UTEP. And that's why he got benched. And then they immediately became significantly better after that. Damn. Well, that's all we got. No wild card this week because these are all of the games. So uh, these are all the wild cards besides the lock I gave out. You should bet your mortgage on it. It's that certain. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. They're, they're all special in their own way at each, 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 each individual game, you know, just find the joy in each one. Cause football is back. All right. Next week we'll be picking real football games. Week one, a cornucopia of great games. I, I cannot wait to get into that with y'all. Uh, any final thoughts before we sign off for the evening guys? Yeah. You better uh, hide your picks next time, Bobby, you little snake. Yeah. I'm not entering that. I'm not entering <laughs> that anymore. Jameson. <laughs> I think we should just keep the spreadsheets like blank while we choose, and then we could fill them in as we go. Yeah, we're I'm definitely doing that now, Blake. I I fully agree. (laughs) I'm not not letting any of these snakes into my house. Week week zero, week zero, it's fine, but it could become an issue at the end when like Mm -hmm. whenever like last year when it came down to like being different on one or two picks to like get you out of the punishment. Like there is right now in this weekend spreadsheet, I see Bobby's picture, um, but there's also an anonymous capybara in here on the Google spreadsheet. That could be anyone. That could be absolutely anyone. Who knows what they could do with that information, Bobby? (laughs) I I mean, they could 
who knows? They could they could expose me. Yeah, clearly. Uh, Ty, any final thoughts before you sign up? Yeah. Look, there's three things you can count on from this, the weekend spread going into this season. One, uh, one, two, three, sometimes even four of us, each podcast will forget to unmute ourselves. Why that's such a problem on just this podcast and not the regular Schooner pod, I do not know. Two, there's going to be some crazy, crazy picks, some crazy takes. And three, it's going to be extremely competitive whether it's the top to the bottom, everyone fighting not to get last or everyone fighting to lead, it's going to be another competitive year, and I'm very excited. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. It's going to be madness, craziness, and I can't wait to see what happens this uh, week zero. And then moving on to week one, folks. I mean, Florida, Utah, LSU, Florida State, South Carolina, North Carolina. Uh, you got a weird West Virginia Penn State in there. Uh, Boko yeah. makes an appearance on the main slate against Woo! Baylor. Uh, Colorado TCU, Blake. You know, some people, some people, you know, might might the you know, be side with the bus. The steam behind Colorado this week has been absolutely insane. The Colorado fan base and others have become like completely delusional about how good that football team is. So I'm ready. I'm ready for that game. Like I really was just like, oh, it's nice to have like a cool game at the beginning of the year versus like an interesting storyline. No, they got me heated now. Like I'm ready to beat their ass and just like send it back to what we know they are. Yeah, you're not you're not you're not playing with them anymore. I totally get that. So all right, we are done here for the evening. Can't wait to get into it. Uh, I believe we have games starting on Thursday, so it's 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 time for next week. Um, looking forward to that. Um, anyways, for me, Jameson, Boaten Blake, and Ty. I got that out of order, but it's okay. It's it's still it's still week zero. We're in week zero shape here. Um, this has been the weekend spread. We'll see you next time. Have a good good one and good luck out there, everyone.